This episode is brought to you by Netgear, Orbi Wi-Fi 6. Is your Wi-Fi feeling old? It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, yielding 30 seconds to the gentleman from Salt Lake City. Isn't Fraggle Rock in Colorado? I hear it when she's pissed. Frog air raid orgasm. Just need a cute face whose poop I can pick up. Not 35-year-old children. Hey, it's called interspecies erotica. It's negative 20 and I gotta lock this damn dog. Hairy, hairy people with lots of wrinkles. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode (laughs) of The Morning Stream. Well... Here I'm again over here in Weatherford all alone on Thanksgiving and everything. Ain't got nobody to share Thanksgiving with. All by myself and my three dogs. Hello, women. Come see me. Bye. Dolomite. 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 The Morning Stream. The show that lives among the beasts and eats grass. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, December 19th, 2019. We are five, sorry, six days away from Christmas day, that is. And uh, Brian Ibbett is back after a I'm rough back. couple of days. Yes. How you feeling? I mean, technically, we're both back, right? Because uh, oh yeah, we missed. You know, like you had a TMS without me, where it's like, oh, Brian's gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're both gone. Yeah, we were both gone yesterday. We were gone Monday. Just think yeah. of it as like, you know what? A little. Uh, everybody takes a little time off around the holidays. Brian yeah. was forced into it because of illness. I but... know exactly. It's like, no, if I'm going to take some time off, I want it to be time where I can go and do fun stuff, not lay on the couch and go. That's no fun. Hours. That's no fun, dude. No fun yeah. at all. Sucks. I do like that you did the right thing as a true Star Wars fan, though. You tried to watch the previous two films to get ready for That's your right. third one there, uh, which Correct. happens tonight, yes. right? Tonight's the big night. Because, you know, it's tonight's the big night. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you got to remember what happened, right? You know, uh, yeah. we're losing we're losing one per uh, movie of our big three. That's right. right? We lost uh, Han in the first one. We lost Luke in the second one. And, I mean, pretty much... One presumes. One presumes it'll be Leia in this one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's not a spoiler to assume that, given that Carrie Fisher's death came before the, you know, thing was finished or filmed. So. But they have a few scenes. But I don't know if they've, would they've had the forethought to film uh, a Princess Leia death scene? Or will it be like. Oh, she was on that spaceship right there. Oh, no, it just blew up. I mean, oh, the humanity. A, this is a really good question. I wonder what they'll do. Maybe they'll just yeah. reuse that um, that Rogue One CGI uh, bunhead <laughs> version of her. Maybe that's right, it. Oh God. Yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Animatrix Leia. They, sure. do, they do a lot of uh, B-roll, so I'm hoping they have enough extra stuff to make something out of it. I guess we'll see. Maybe they just have a shot of her, like, passed out in uh, one of those... Uh, folding chairs mm-hmm. on, on set yeah. and they'll just use that like 
Oh no! Sorry, princess. Yeah. Uh, general. Yeah. General Leia. Sorry, your your highness. Uh, yeah, but... I'm curious as to. Uh, I mean, do you have any predictions for what's going to happen in this? We can't spoil it because neither of us have seen it. Yeah, we don't know. We have no idea. This is pure I, speculation. I predict a uh, a same sex kiss is oh, what I predict. I heard that that got cut. I heard that's not in there now. Some... It got cut from the Middle East um, oh, showing. Oh, that's, that's what I read. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but in China, it was not censored. All right. Well, I'm happy to hear that uh, Poe and. Uh, and, uh, and and a Wookiee and po, making out in a Tie Fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can wear my jacket. Okay. Finally, <laughs> keep my jacket. It looks good on you. <laughs> wow, that this story's gonna go places. Um, <laughs> are they same species though? That's my other question. Do we get like a? Oh, you know, that'd be interesting. Because that'd be one way for them to kind of kind of Star Trek it a little bit, you know? Like, uh, right. ooh, social commentary yet. Uh, thinly veiled behind uh, alien tropes. They could do sure. that. Maybe it'll be BB-8 and R2-D2. Oh, man. That's not good. <laughs> That's what do they do? Hook their little spinner things together? and Yeah, yeah, those little uh, their little door openers. Yeah. <laughs> the little hacker tools that they use all the time. That seems uh, almost dirty. Anyway, so uh, uh, bummer on the reviews, though. It's a pretty split uh, it is. Uh, yeah. bunch of stuff. 58% doesn't doesn't excite me too much, but uh, I guess no, we'll see. It'll, you know, it's it's closure. But, uh, listen, can't be any worse than Dark Phoenix, right? That's a good point. <laughs> uh, Last Jedi, just as a comparison, enjoyed a 91% review wow. score. Yeah. Uh, a 43% audience score. So uh, that was that seemed pretty pretty divided on on reviewer and audience lines. A lot of people not happy with the last one. I liked it just fine. All right, let's put I that out too. there. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. It's the story they want to tell and and hopefully they tell it and hopefully it's uh hopefully they tell it in a good way, in a in a pleasing, satisfactory way. Force Awakens a little more even, 93, 86. Uh, but we are nowhere near the 90s on this third one. So, hmm, we'll see. Wow. We you also see. think, you know, there could be backlash. It's like, oh, big movie event. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically. Yeah. But, uh, but the reviewers you'd think would be Right, they're not going to just base their reviews on for sure. Yeah, like they should. Like the stuff I'm reading is things like uh, uh, too fast, too harried, too hectic. Uh, Mm. Or here, in terms of pure narrative, it's satisfying. What it is, but it is very rarely inspired. Uh, But then some people say the storytelling is solid, and a time when CGI in some films is downright embarrassing. The special effects here are superb. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we get, uh, you know, we get more from Justin Thoreau as the, uh, the gambling code breaker with the, uh, red flower on his lapel. Oh, great. That'd be good. Cause he was, yeah. his story needs to be told. It was, under, it was underused, you know, his, his story. I think we need more from him and yeah. figure out what's going on there. Ask him about Jennifer Aniston. Weren't they together for a while? They were a thing, uh, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For quite a while. I don't think they are anymore. I think they're done. No, no. they're done. He disappeared uh, uh, inexplicably, and they spent three seasons trying to find out how half the people disappeared. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Star Wars: Rise of the Rise of the Skywalker. The leftover. <laughs> That's happening just uh, for people. Just for people who aren't caught up. Yeah, leftovers. Everybody, HBO, catch it. Great show. Great shows. Uh, <clears throat> so you'll go tonight. I'll go uh, Friday after the instance. We're heading up to a screening. Oh, cool. up at the, uh, So downtown. you and I will both have seen it by the time we do. TMS PM tomorrow. Yes. 
So we can give cool. a spoiler-free impressions-style review uh, mm-hmm. toward the end of the day and uh, what we think about Finn being the Emperor all along. All right. Oh, oh wow. I know, I've already given, I've given away so much. I can't say anything else. Uh, speaking of movies, I did, I did uh, something else that I've been promising I'd do for a long time, and I can't believe I finally did it. I watched Get Out. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. This took me forever to get to, and I finally watched Get Out. And it's not exactly what I thought it was. No. Um, I thought, I don't know what I thought. I th- I went in there based on everyone else's opinions and thoughts and talk about the movie, and I thought Get Out was going to be, or maybe it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm not sure. I, I'm having, <laughs> I have weird feelings about it. It was either it. not at all what I thought it would be, or it was exactly what I thought it Yeah, would be. maybe I thought it would be different than what I thought it would be. But it was exactly what I thought it would be. That's that's what it is. Um, I felt like it was it was taking one turn or one you know one direction and then kind of turn that direction went completely in a different place. But overall, maybe mm-hmm. it was something you were. I don't know what it was. Expecting. It's hard. It's hard to Ooh. say. But I. But that isn't a negative take. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was rad. But it was rad in a way that's hard for me to pinpoint why I liked it so much. I think it's um. Oh, you know what? It did surprise me. It had way more comedy in it than I expected. Way more funnies. Mm, sure. Uh, the TSA guy sure. cracked me up a lot. Uh, like, I laughed at parts. And I thought I was going into this thing. It was going to just be pure sort of horror right. the entire oh, time. No. And it wasn't. There was plenty of humor. Total psychological thriller. Yeah. Um, I would say Us is probably more like the the horror elements. Um, uh, not as good as Get Out, but still pretty good and still worth seeing. Yeah, I haven't seen um, that I, yet. It's, I think it is streaming right now. You can stream us. That is correct. It's number on uh, justwatch.com. It's number one on their popular list. So, Oh, wow. Must Dice be. Tomato does not like us. He says, us is trash. Total trash. Really? Yeah, well, I disagree. I think us is pretty good. I feel like I need a, a longer form review from Dice Tomato than just total trash. Like, what's, what's yeah. the problem with it? Makes zero sense? All right. Uh, well, I mean, aren't there? But aren't there a lot of questions about a lot of things? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's a there is a uh, suspending a belief that has to take place for a few things. But uh, Dice Tomato, make a YouTube channel, call it Dice Tomatoes Two Word Review, and then you <laughs> review every movie using only two words. I like this right, idea. Yeah, total trash. Really good. Kind of okay. <laughs> People would flock right. to you. You'll make millions. Go for it. You'll be the hot new thing. This sucks. Yes, Dead Palmers. That's a good one. <laughs> that's that's the. Uh, <laughs> I liked it though. It was good, and uh, yeah. I just want to make another. I want to make a statement that's probably not that controversial, but uh, I think uh, what's his name? Oh, his name just Jordan Peele. No, that plays his dad or plays oh. her dad um, from West Wing. Oh, I can't oh, think of his oh, name. Yes, uh, Bra- uh, Bra- Bradley uh, Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. He yes. is so great, and I love him in everything. And it was a nice reminder that he was amazing on the last season of Handmaid's Tale and mm-hmm. should be in more things. And Bradley Whitford's awesome. Josh Lyman from, uh, you will, from that show. Yeah. You will get no disagreement from me on that. He's great, right? Just He good, is great. Good Absolutely. And, and uh, uh, boy, now I'm forgetting her name, too. Oh, one, Catherine, you know, uh, Catherine Keener. Keener yes. Yeah, she's great, dude. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't she the 40-year-old virgin girlfriend? She was. Yeah. And I think of her as the uh, Bing John Malkovich. Uh, oh, right. Right, right, right. She was perfect for this role. 
I wanted to yeah. I wanted to strangle the brother from the minute I saw him. Um, and the <laughs> oh, minute yeah, the I knew the, the well, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, uh, whatever, the girl. But uh, it was something. It was something. Mm-hmm. I'll put it there. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Very, very yeah. good. All right. Uh, cool. Let's also, oh, uh, if there's a, <laughs> there's a certain dental hygienist I, I met the other day. <laughs> Yes. Uh, she was very nice, brand new at the dental office, I think, and the uh, first time I'd seen her. Anyway, she did a great job, great conversationalist, great job on my teeth, was careful around the little sensitive nervy joint down there that got in the rear. She was very nice, uh, and I wanted to just say, because she said she was going to hear me soon, meaning she wanted to hear these podcasts that I'm doing, because sure. we got talking sure. about podcasts. If you're listening to this, hi, welcome, uh, I hope. It is up to any sort of um, listening standard you might have and uh, that you might enjoy it. She listens to a lot of parenting shows. She's a parent of some teenagers Ooh. herself. And so, you know. So she's familiar with podcasts. Oh, sure. Yeah. The podcast part's okay. easy. All right. No problem there. She listens to tons of them. Uh, yeah, okay. The question is whether or not TMS as a format will work for her or not. I don't, I don't know. But she seemed very excited about it and uh, trying to explain how. Now, consuming podcasts, no problem for her. Trying to explain how I do it seem to be uh, well this is true of a lot of people it seems to be a little bit of a mystery people are like how how do you do how do you what the, how long does editing take i'm like editing Pfft. who edits i don't edit brian and i go straight to hard drive Are you yeah. kidding me live to tape is what we uh what we like to say yeah anyway if she's listening i forgot her name because i'm dumb uh she was very nice and said some very nice things. And, I do, uh, I do love the way you wrote the line, the headline though, or the the top of show uh, show note, explaining what I do to the dental hygienist. <laughs> Not easy, <laughs> like, never easy. Like no, no, no. Would you would like? There's two ways you can read that. Yeah. Explaining what I do, uh, explaining to the dental hygienist what I do. Yeah. Versus explaining what I do to the dental <laughs> hygienist. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. You're here's, right. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what I do to the dental hygienist. Let yeah. me explain. Yeah. Got a Dr. Watley vibe to it. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. We have to do the court of public opinion. Last Ooh, night, I, uh, right. I did this a little bit on core just because it came up. And so I tried that there. No one thinks I'm right. So we now we now call <laughs> this uh, session to order. I yield to the gentleman from Salt Lake City. Okay, thank you, Your Honor. I, I yield thirty uh, seconds to the gentleman in Salt Lake City. I will. Uh, I will now present my evidence that the other day I did in fact say nuclear, not nuclear. All right, let's listen to the tape because a bunch of people said I didn't. Now I now I'm not sure because last night on core everyone made me think I was losing my mind, but I swear I can hear myself saying it correctly here. So you tell me what you hear, all right? So here goes. Three, two, one. Nuclear plant. What did I say? Yeah, you told me to say nuclear. Do I say nuclear or nuclear? Play play one more time. Nuclear plant. Nuclear. Nuclear plant. You totally say nuclear. Nuclear plant. Do you have a slow downer? Uh, I can. Let's see. Yes. Do the slow downer uh, like we use on sausage. Oh, wait, I have to pause the show to do it. That's okay. I can do that. Oh, okay. Hold on. Um, let me find it here. So, um, okay, here it is. All right. So, hang on, people at home. We're going to make a quick adjustment. Okay, the we're point back. Is we're you back. Said nuclear. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'll concede it. I thought I said it so fast it was hard. Nuclear plant to tell, but you're right. <laughs> you're right. I did. You say kill. You say kill in there. Here's the thing. Okay. And I, I mean, you know how people say, uh, I don't know who I'm trying to get a good example, but you'll hear like somebody will say, 
somebody who's really so well spoken will say, "Yeah, it took me like ten years to stop having the accent I was born with, or whatever that I was raised with." It's kind of like that in my house. My dad said nuclear, mm, sure, and that's all we ever heard. So growing up in there, when you when you would ever have an opportunity to say the word, you would say that, and then eventually people would correct you, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is really hard to correct." So I thought right. I had it cleared out because I can say nuclear, no problem. Nuclear, nuclear, sure. nuclear. Sure. I can say it. It's coming out of my mouth. But once in a while, nuclear plant, it comes out wrong. Yeah. No, it's, you know what? It totally makes sense. And it's totally uh, a natural thing. I think there are people I know who say whenever when they mean when. Oh. Like, you know, back whenever I was a, uh, a college student. Oh, right. I do that, I think, too, a little bit. Yeah. Whenever I go to. Yeah, I do that. So and whenever Rainbow I go, Bright says I say rough instead of rough. Like, what? you mean roof? <laughs> rough? What are you talking about? Like, for which word? Wait, say say say. There's a there's um. There's a hole in the roof. And now I'm now I'm thinking about it. Rough. I say rough. Roof. I say roof. Yeah, it's up on the rough. I think I say rough. Up on the roof. Roof. Up on the roof. roof. If I'm talking about the song, I say up on the roof. Right. Something on the rooftop. I say I would roof. Say, my big, the one that people always call me out on is uh, horror, like horror movie. Horror movie. Yeah, you say horror. Yeah. Brian's, uh, horror. Brian Dunaway horror. says horror. 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 Horror movie. Oh, hi. It's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I say both. Uh, oh, yeah. And winked. And winked. These are all, again, things that I, I try to shake. Part of my childhood. They're hard to get rid of. Sure. Uh but I, you as know. Peter Cetera once said, it's a hard habit to break. People always say, "How come Kim doesn't have her Southern accent?" She was she was raised in Mississippi, lived there till she was nineteen. What what changed? And it's easy, actually. She got made f- so much fun of her first year in college, her first semester, by her roommates for her accent, for her Southern accent, when she went to sure. freaking Idaho of all places for school. Um, that she. It may it upset her, so she lost her accent on purpose. Like she worked to get rid of it, and now she can't yeah. bring it back unless she's super pissed. I hear it when she's pissed, but other than that, I don't ever hear it. <laughs> That's when it comes out. I love it. Yeah, That's the best. She's like, you'll hear her go, "Who left this dish out on the table?" Like you can kind of hear it come out just a I little. Tell you about the time. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. It squeezes out like a like a fuzzy bumper barbershop. Uh, I uh, apparently somebody uh, drag uh, Bear says orange. Do I not say orange correctly? You say orange. Orange. I you say orange. You say orange. orange. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. I say orange. Yeah, but once again, see, this is just proof that who cares? Like we're all going to say the, stuff weird. It's fine. It's not a problem. How do you pronounce the soft drink that uh, both Barks and A and W are known for? Oh, root beer. Root. Okay, you say root beer. Yeah, that's what I say. Root beer. Some people say uh, root crazy beer. neighbor says root root beer. Yeah, root beer. My dad used root. to say root beer. Yeah. Uh, w- uh, what do you say when you say, um, oh, what was it you used to say? Shoot. I can't remember now. There's one he would always get wrong. Oh, ha- uh, so my dad wouldn't say toilet instead of toilet. <laughs> so it was like tor, T-O-R. I definitely don't say toilet or yeah. turlet or anything like that. Me Erster neither. salad or, you know, Erster, <laughs> Ersters. Look, you get some fried Ersters. <laughs> Yeah, it's oysters toilet, not Erster's toilet. Robot, not robot. No, yeah, no robot. My dad would say robot. I don't say robot though. I say robot. I say robot ironically sometimes, just to be dork- dorky. And Veronica said robot, the robot that one time, and we make fun of her about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, those are there are few words like that. But 
Look. Oh, pleasure. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah, my dad says pleasure. It'll be my pleasure, he says. Measure. He'd say measure. You need to measure that. Uh, how long is it? I don't know. We'll measure it then. Okay, Dad. I'll measure it. Oh, yeah. Caramel and caramel. Car- I think caramel was always the way I'd say it. Caramel. Car- if I think caramel. about it, I say caramel. I think I go... Someone says, if I, do you I want an apple? I, I don't know. They have, car- they have caramel apples. That's how I'd say it. Caramel. Caramel? Yeah. Caramel. Yeah. Caramel. Caramel's, uh, caramel's probably more correct. I, caramel, I think, is like shortening it. Caramel is a city in California. Yeah. They say, isn't that the Utah accent? No, it's not. The Utah accent's like this. I can impression one. You want to hear an Utah accent, Brian? Have you ever heard one? Here's one right here. No, play it for me. I'm going to turn off my mic because I'm going to blow my nose. Utah. I'm just so, it's so great to be here with you today. And I'm really enjoying the time that we've spent together. That's how Utah people talk. Old people in Utah. It's very much like this. And if you'll just bring that Jello salad to the party, that would be just See, wonderful. It feels like anywhere, like where anywhere old people congregate. Yeah, maybe. It, it, there's a bit of that for sure. Oh, you just have been so lovely. Yeah, it's a bit of that. It's a bit of that. But there's all there's a twinge to it. It's hard to explain. Once in a while, you hear like an old doc, or like a radio documentary where they're talking to somebody in Fillmore or something, and sure. you'll just be like, oh my gosh, the freaking Utah come <laughs> leaking all over the place. Anyway, uh, yeah, the funeral potatoes. Darth Darth Marquina or Darth Marcus knows funeral potatoes here. They're the they're the ubiquity food of Utah. Everyone's got funeral potatoes going all the time, and there are hardly any funerals going on. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, should I save you the email from Free Hotel Room and say ubiquitous and not ubiquity? What I say ubiquity? Yeah, I meant ubiquitous. Well, there, you could say there's a lot of ubiquity in this statement, or you couldn't use ubiquity a form of. Uh, it's a good question. Ubiq. It seems like it should be. If there's a ubiquitous, there should be a ubiquity, right? Uh, ubiquity. Here, yeah, there's one here. Merriam Dictionary says it's a noun. Whoops, hold on. Here we the go. The fact of appearing ubiquity. everywhere or being very common. Yeah. Which is ubiquity. which is which yeah. is the you know the noun version of ubiquitous, which would be the adjective. Correct. Ubiquity. Listen to that guy. Ubiquity. 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 <laughs> I like that guy a lot. Ubiquity. He's a, he should do all the reads. Ooh, the Don't word worry. of the day is haggard. 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 Okay. He was the big As hairy guy. He's the big furry guy that helped Harry Potter uh, get an owl or something. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Oh, thanks, Haggard. Oh, thank Haggard. You. Thank you, Haggard. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's good stuff. Uh, real quick, uh, final note here uh, this morning. Yeah. Durango. Wash, yeah. uh, where is this? Why, where is, where's Colorado? Durango? Oh, this is your home. There's no wonder this is a story. This is the southwest corner of our lovely state. Nice Colorado, uh, uh, connection. Oh, by the way, you know, Snubs, um, uh, she does, uh, stuff with Tom, DTNS. Oh, um, yeah. She's moving out there soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. She's super to nice. Denver or, uh, uh, just outside Denver. It was a place called, oh, shoot. She just said it yesterday, and I was going to tell you, so I was going to ask you where, where it was. Lakewood, uh, Lone Tree, no, uh, Wheat Ridge, Aurora. No, uh, no. It's like, um, it's south of Castle Rock. It's some other kind of rock. Oh, Parker. Oh, oh, oh. South of Castle Rock. Maybe it's not south. Uh, it may not be south. I'm, I'm not sure on the direction, but it's near maybe Castle Colorado Rock. Colorado Springs is south of Castle Rock. Pueblo is south of Castle Rock. Something rock. So it sounds like it. It sounds like a. It sounds like knockoff Stephen King. The name of it, because you got <laughs> Castle Rock and then you got knockoff uh, name. Laden Rock. No. Uh, Damn it. 
It's hmm. not Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean r literal rock with a different name. I mean like something rock. Ah. Huh. It sounded very nice though. And uh, yes, Fraggle Red Rock. The chat is not helping. <laughs> Fraggle Rock. Red Rock is a I call it a uh, amphitheater. It's not a city. There's no town in Colorado called Red Rock. No. Uh, I can't think of what it is. Well, anyway, right. Monument Rock. No, I don't remember. But it's uh, sounded cool, and she was excited. And cool. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but Sharon is uh, coming your direction. With her nice. Husband. Yeah. Cool. Her husband and her two cats. All right. Uh, uh, well, anyway, Durango, uh, Colorado, was named Hallmark Movie Town by the Washington Post. Hey, mm. oh, I bet you there's a gazebo in the center of town with Christmas lights and a ice skating rink nearby. Might be Hallmark movies this time of year, dripping with charming communities, love, and a hefty helping of Yuletide joy. No matter what world wary or pra or how practical you are, you can't deny that you've uh, you've at least wished or sorry, at least once wished that such a place existed in real life. Well, now it does. Uh, it's right there in Centennial State of Colorado. Washington Post uh, recently put out a list of Hallmark movie towns across the nation. Your very own Durango made the top of the list. How often do you make it to D Durango? Like, I've been there once in my life. It's it's um, not easy to get to. Uh, you have to be specifically going to Durango. It's not like, oh, Durango's on the way to anywhere else. Yeah. It's uh southwest corner of the state, and it's six hours to get there from here. And it's... Um, uh, you know, there's, there's, I don't know what, how, how much there is to see there. I was a little kid last time I went there, the only time I went there. So it's like me going to St. George sounds like it's far. Yeah. Um, but at least St. George is on the way to Vegas. Right. You can right. stop in St. George and right. visit the world's best Taco Bell. Yes. And, uh, it's the only good Taco Bell that there is there for some reason. <laughs> don't know what's going on there, but yeah, this is great. Uh, you can go there uh, and ski at the purgatory resort. That doesn't sound that's fun. right. Purgatory. Jeez. Sure. Uh, we had you. Yeah. Uh, beautiful mountain drives, ranches, pine trees, miles of snowy peaks. A lady from New York who's trying to figure herself out when she meets a guy in plaid <laughs> and settles down in the town called Christmas Town. Yeah. She's, uh, I believe she's a, an overworked ad executive. Is yeah. that right? I yeah. Think, uh... yeah. 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 Ad executive <laughs> or an author who's she's got a little bit, a bit of writer's block. She needs to, you know, get That's away right. from the city. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah, that sounds like a really nice place. I would that Durango would be a place I would dig on. I like, you know, the park cities and the vales of the it world. The, and the photos make it look beautiful, like a really cool little Christmas town. But I can I look at those photos and I say, eh, yeah, you can get that from you know a shorter drive down to Manitou Springs or down to, uh, um, uh, you know, a dozen other towns that I could name that are a lot closer to get to than Durango mountain towns somebody Parts saw um somebody had a post malone sighting in a walmart in park city last week <laughs> because he's got a house really? yeah he's got a house out there one of his recent uh -huh. videos is like filmed there but anyway it's this big beautiful freaking palatial monster home out in the middle of the thing apparently he really likes it up there i don't blame him cool. but apparently he's just like walking around a walmart looking for i don't know what you do if you're post malone in a walmart i have no idea what are you looking for? Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse so you can hear your song again? I don't know. Gonna buy socks and gonna buy shoes. Gonna buy... <laughs> I might need some toothpaste while I'm here. <laughs> I wonder if my bodyguard called in my thing at the pharmacy. <laughs> Going to the checkout. Gonna buy gum. <laughs> Gonna buy gum. 
That's all I know of that song. And really, it's just because... There's a DVD bin with a so bunch of old it. movies. I'm going to pick up... <laughs> it's my own Post Malone connection there. That's amazing. Anyway, so... Yeah, Post Malone. Catch it. Catch him out there in Park City if yeah. you're out there at the Walmart. All right. Uh, that's it for uh, today's opening statements. We'll now <laughs> move on to the portion of the trial <laughs> where we uh, do this. Where is it? I yield my time back to the man from California. Yes, the man from California. The show is all yours. Hey, guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Say, gang, here's some razzle-dazzle news to flash to mom. All right, we are going to do the news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville. Sometime over the next couple days, we begin the countdown. That's right, the top 40 songs... Top 40 cover songs from uh, 2019. Uh, you can hear stuff like uh, uh, that great uh, cover by those people who did that thing. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. Uh, Trevor Horn released a great cover album this year. Jonathan Colton did a, um, uh, a tribute to uh, Yacht Rock called Some Guys this year. You'll probably hear something from that. Uh, the debutantes, David Hasselhoff, put out a new wave cover album oh where Lord. he covers... He covers a uh, freaking uh, what's the one that I'm that I'm probably going to be including? Let's see. He covers Echo and the Bunnymen with a flock of seagulls. Are you kidding me? I wish I could say I was kidding. That's I wish. Amazing. I wow. Yes. All right. Wow. So uh, look for that. Uh, Morrissey released uh, a cover album this year. Uh, there's so much stuff to, to pull from it. Two or three doctors from Doctor Who. Uh, guested on an album called BBC Children in Need. You'll hear something from that as well. Wow. You really know how to find yes. the weird bits. That's amazing. There are a lot of weird bits yeah. to be found yep. out there. That's great. Uh, let me ask you this about the Hasselhoff deal. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, this is what I was going to ask. How come Jonathan okay. Colton's never done a Christmas album? What's up with that? Yeah, no kidding. That's he, a really good question. He would be great, and it would sell, and it would be awesome. He should do that. And it would do, and it would be like his sense of humor kind of Christmas songs, not you know covers of Winter Wonderland and stuff. It right. would be like uh, right, um, maybe even a couple of originals. You know, he could be creative right. and do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. It would be it would be stuff like the Robots Christmas or um, Who Put a Zombie Underneath the Tree or something like that. Right, is what it, right. <laughs> Look, we're even giving him free album. ideas. Get on it, Jonathan. That's Cullen. right. Exactly. Jonathan, it's your mother. All right. Gaming Savant says that he has one with John Roderick. No. Really? One song, though? Is that all? Or is that a whole album? Christmas Time with Jonathan Colton and uh, 
Oh. It's called One Christmas at a Time. Well, let's preview this. Uh... <laughs> There's a song called Christmas is Interesting. Also... <laughs> Wikipedia Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, Christmas in Jail. That sounds fun. Let me hit a video. You at Christmas. Don't you worry, I'm doing fine. All right, I... sure. Let's see. That's right. cool. to live according to their ancestral customs and to continue to... Huh. All right. That must have been Wikipedia Hanukkah. He says he can't stay because he's got a long way to go. Interesting. Okay. Well, I take it all back. I guess he has an wow. album. You know, we can't come up with anything, Scott, that hasn't already been done on the internet. Yep. Just say two words together like um, uh, llama porn and you'll find it. <laughs> don't Google llama porn. Don't look it up. Avoid it. Carter, don't grin at me. <laughs> <laughs> Carter's working from home this week, and I'm getting grins from her over there. Yeah, well, it's better than the side eye you probably should have gotten for that statement. That's true. Her and I are probably going to stream some art later, so uh, that'll be fun. To try to take advantage oh, cool. of this while she's at home. Yeah, she nice. told me yesterday the minute the minute she gets a like a games studio job offer somewhere up in like uh, Montreal or like in the UK or something like that, she's out of here. Pop, bang, <laughs> she's gone. Because- awesome. And she, as she should, that'd be a great opportunity, right? It'd be an amazing sure, thing. Yes. But but I would go into like full dad withdrawal mode because she's like my weird muse around here. Like we get to sure. bounce creativity off each other in a way that um, I don't get to do with a lot of other people. So that would really bum me out. But then she's like, oh, dad, it's easier than ever. There's Skype and there's FaceTime. You didn't really do it like that. I'm kind of making that part up. <laughs> Is that how she sounds? She Is sound that like how that. your daughter sounds to you? She doesn't sound like that at all. But I would love an excuse to go visit Montreal. That place is cool, man. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, hey, check this out. A New Jersey man in the news. New Jersey. Ooh, man. Better than the old Jersey man. I agree, dude. That guy with his with his polyps and his whatnot. <laughs> uh, New Jersey man arrested after exposing himself and then walking around the mall naked. Oh, good. Yeah. Hi, hot dog on a stick. I'm naked. Uh, A man was arrested by police after he was walking around this New Jersey mall naked and exposing himself to others. That's usually what happens when you're naked. You're sort of exposing yourself full time. You're kind of fully exposed, yeah. I agree. Police were called just after James Matura was uh, was revealing himself to shoppers at the Willowbrook Mall in Wayne, New Jersey, before 3 p.m. Sunday, or Saturday rather. According to the town's police department, officers were speaking with one of the complaints, complainants rather, uh, they heard another woman screaming in the parking lot. They rushed over to the oh. woman. She pointed at the 24-year-old Matura, uh, or Mitchura, however you say it, after he had exposed himself to her while her 12-year-old nephew was with her. Oh. Uh, not good. Police no. arrested the North Caldwell man and charged him with three counts of lewdness. <laughs> Lewd. Is that what it's supposed to look like? Yeah. yeah. What is that? An Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, I love the word lewd. I've said that before on the show, lewd. but I just yeah, enjoy it. Lava tubes, lewd. I like it when it's paired with lascivious. It's a good, lascivious it's and a good lewd pairing. behavior. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Lewd and lascivious. What else would you say there? Those <laughs> the are your new cop drama yeah. <laughs> coming to NBC this fall. Lewd and lascivious. Wow. And lewd will always there be. There are a couple of cops who <laughs> talk a mean game and don't wear a uniform. CBS Friday night. Catch it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it is now pending a court hearing. Good luck to him and his exposed wiener. 
Moving on to Lord of the Rings. Speaking of exposed yeah. wieners. <laughs> Lude. Lude. By the way, I figure this is about the time my awesome hygienist has checked out. She's, she's heard this naked oh, yeah. New Jersey man story, and she's okay. like, damn, yeah, I'm well, good. So now we can really get crass. Yeah, now we can really go, go yeah. down to the PG-13 limit. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Amazon's new series. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're doing a Lord of the Rings series. That's uh, right. They want a Game yep. of Thrones, this business, and really, really hit it hard. Uh, they are looking to cast, quote, hairy, hairy people with lots of wrinkles <laughs> as orcs. So, wow, not just, not just hairy, but hairy, hairy. Yeah, double hairy. Hairy, t- hairy times two, hairy squared. You're a wizard, hairy, hairy. <laughs> <laughs> So if you, I guess what I'm saying is this is like open <laughs> casting. Like if you are a hairy, hairy, hairy person, hairy people with lots of wrinkles, hairy, hairy people <laughs> with lots of wrinkles, hairy, hair. They say there are a lot. REM does. You ever notice they that? Do. Yeah. The other day I was listening to, uh, that's me, me in the, the corner. corner. Just, they are that thing to death, man. Well, it's, it's right there in their name. R E M. Yeah. They put the, they really do put the R in REM. Anyway, uh, you want, if you're uh, a hair, very hairy people and wrinkly, and also it says, and lots of them, mm-hmm. uh, to play orcs in the new show. The original trilogy of films, orcs were primarily foot soldiers in the Dark Lord's armies. Physically, they weren't, uh, sorry, they were short in stature and humanoid in shape with stretched and twisted skin. The casting call uh, appeal to people under five feet or over six foot five. That's the two ranges. So okay. you need to be, so I'm out, you're out. Yep, uh, just barely under the cut. But if you're under, under five feet, I'll talk to my Korean brother. He could do it. There you go. Uh, well, does he have a, quote, character face? Uh, no. Feels like it's a nice way of saying, are you funny looking? Yeah, I think you're right. Because <laughs> that's what they're looking for, right? Some twisted that's up right. looking gnarly face is what they want. Yeah, we'd love to have you in our Hallmark movie, but you've got more of a character face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a PC way of saying you're, you're ugly. Right, exactly. Uh, it says... Uh, so they're looking for character faces, and then in quotes, "hairy, hairy people of all ages and ethnicities" should apply. Great. Again, with the two Harrys. Um, also sought are quote stocky, mean-looking bikers and circus performers who can juggle. This is starting to sound like a Craigslist fetish ad. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, stocky. Are you a stocky, mean-looking biker, or are you a circus performer who can chuckle? It's like you have a character <laughs> face. It's like one of those that shows up right before BlizzCon, and there's always like a weird, uh, a weird Craigslist <laughs> right. ad. I, those freak yeah. me out. I don't. Those make me very yeah. uncomfortable. Looking for like-minded nerds coming to BlizzCon in November. You know, bring your thongs, or I don't know what they do, but it's weird. <laughs> uh, all right, here's uh, another one that says the act includes the plea for people with hair, hair, hair. If you have natural red hair, white hair, or lots of freckles, lots and lots of freckles. Wait, if you have natural red hair, white hair, or lots and lots of freckles, how is that an sure. or? That should be. I guess it is an uh, or. Any of the above. Yeah, yeah we can. We can add hair to you, or if you if you have natural red hair but no freckles, we can add freckles. If you have uh, lots of fl- lots and lots of freckles but no hair, we can add hair to you. But we can't do both. Yeah, it's one or the other. It says, do you have a few wrinkles? Have you been out in the sunshine? Is your face a little ugh? No, oh, does it say that? Yep. Really? U G E H. Your U-G-E-H. face a little ugh. Yep. <laughs> it did. It says. Wow. Well, okay, we they've dropped all pretense of the character <laughs> face euphemism and. Uh, yeah, 
They're not Do children back. run and scream in horror when you walk down the street? <laughs> Does your nightmare... Do you have a face for radio? <laughs> Do you have a nightmarish vis- visage that frightens the village children? Are you Alex Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have drank water right then. What was I thinking? Uh, you Alex Jones you, me. Let you do a spit take. Uh, another ad reads, or say, uh, sorry, they finish it out by saying, uh, "Look like a leather handbag, or do you have a gazillion wrinkles?" That would also qualify. Look, I mean, they really just you keep look going. Look like a leather handbag. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Even, I can't even think of somebody who looks like a leather handbag. Maybe Robert Redford. Um, he looks like crepe paper. He looks like he's gonna just <laughs> flake off if you rub his face too hard. <laughs> That's what he looks like. But like J- Danny Trejo, I'd call him a leather handbag. You know what yeah. I mean? Just rough. Yeah, I wouldn't. Not to his face, I wouldn't. No, no, no. <laughs> My wife's had his tacos, you know. He's got that taco joint in uh, L.A. She Last time she was there, she had tacos, and they were very good, she said. What's cool. it called? Uh, I forgot what it's called. Machete tacos. Trejo's. Trejo's? Maybe it's just Trejo's. It's yeah, a good name for it. I forget now. Anyway. There's a... Uh, there's an El Jefe Tacos and Burritos place uh, that we tried for the first time a few days ago. How was it? It was really, really good. I can't get past the fact that they put an apostrophe in both tacos and burritos. <laughs> oh, no. Why did they do that for her? That's possessive. In the big in the big sign. Like, they have a big sign, too. Oh. It's like somebody should have stopped them. No, that's that's... You need an editor for that. Yeah, what I, are you doing? I understand if you screw some menus up, you can reprint those, but when your sign's got it, I mean, that's yeah, as permanent exactly. as you get, man. What are you doing? Uh, and uh, Genius says they had an extra one laying around. I get it. Sometimes <laughs> you got those per- apostrophes, you got to do something with them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, what do we do with all these apostrophes? I know, we'll slip them into every vowel, slip yeah. them after every vowel that we use in a uh, Yeah, why not? Tacos. That doesn't work. It's bad. All right, anyway. Um, oh, it says uh, the lorry driver, Justin Smith, who lost his teeth. Oh, what's this about? That's a, not the story we're looking for. No, I think it is. I think that that is. The lorry, a lorry driver, Justin Smith, who lost his, oh, lost his teeth in a surfing accident, told the Wall Street Journal, quote, I've got more than missing teeth. I've got none. I'm short and I've got red hair. He's awaiting an audition callback. <laughs> Uh, the TV series is lost estimating the cost. Teeth in a surfing accident. <laughs> oh man, that sounds painful. It does. It's costing an estimated one billion dollars. Uh, this series, oh, and uh, wow, which is, I mean, what is Bezos has three hundred something million? That's no big deal. Let him have yeah. a billion. Uh, we'll star Joseph Maui 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 I think it's an L. M A W L E. Anyway, who is playing the central villain? Markella Cavanaugh and Emma Horvath. I don't know who they play. Uh, they're not the central villains. Yeah, they're just people. Yeah. Will Poulter was recently forced to drop out of the show due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, it will be set during the second age of Middle Earth and will serve as a prequel to the events of both the film trilogy and the source novels. So this is, I mean, technically so is The Hobbit. So I would assume this is well before The Hobbit even. Because second age. Uh, sure. Second age is pre-Hobbit, right? Oh, help me out. I never read the the whatever book that was that was just basically a uh, an encyclopedia of uh, Middle Earth. Oh, the simulacrum or the philodendrum. What is it? The flocodocum. Whatever it is. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) I've never read that either. Uh, Oh, the uh, the similarium. Simmerillion. 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 
Simulacrum. <laughs> the deca- the philodendron. Yeah, the, de- the, de- the decahedron. I know that one. It's good. Everyone read your decahedron so you can catch up on this important information. Yes. All right. Read the sequel, the dodecahedron. There you go. Oh, that was so good. Although the movie adaptation was kind of poop. Not good. <laughs> too many sides. <laughs> Get it? Too many, a lot of sides. Yeah. Yeah. Too many sides. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, we got a we got an intruder story. This is uh, scary. If you don't like intruders, I guess. Oh uh, my god! How come no D and D podcast has used the phrase "There are twenty sides to every story"? Oh my lord! Maybe they have. Yeah. Maybe. Here, let's look. Let's just do a search. Yeah, somebody's using it right. Sides to every story. Uh, oh, there's a whole. Oh, good lord! Yeah, look at all of the, yeah. all of the D and D T-shirts that say it. All right, never mind. I thought I was really clever. It's apparently an entire like streaming show called Twenty Sides to Every Story, plus a YouTube oh, really? channel, plus a website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitch channel, Twenty Sides to Every Story. Okay, never mind. Yep, I guess. All right. I mean, but you just proved your earlier point that everything's yeah. done, and no matter what you come up with, yep. it's uh, there's something on the internet. Been done before. Except this cool show, they just keep stealing our name. That's right. Bastards. Um, I binged it, by the way, while, while I was... Should I save it? No, because I think I'm going to watch something else before the next uh, um, recommendals. But I did binge uh, the morning show. Is it over now? Is that the season? The season, first season is over now. And um, What'd you think? Critics pretty much have it right. Very slow start. Uh, first three episodes, get through them. But then it does pick up and kind of the central story that... that uh, um, uh, that it kind of focuses on is is actually really compelling. I'd say it's there, there's the obvious comparison to the newsroom. Yeah. HBO is the newsroom. Right. I'd say you could also compare it very well to um, uh, Sports Night. Oh, Sports Night! I loved Which, Sports Night so much. Yeah, that was that was Aaron Sorkin though, right? Sports it was. Night? Yeah, yeah. It was right yeah. Bef- right before so, uh, right before West Wing, I think. Sports Night was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That was such a great show. Yeah. Um, this is this is good. Not quite to the level of Sports Night, but but good. Okay. What, and, what did you think about Zoe, this? Oh, go ahead. And as Zoe points out, uh, it doesn't even compare to the real TMS. Oh, thanks, Zoe. <laughs> real bacon doesn't compare to you either. Um, <laughs> what I, I was going to say, though, is uh, what did you think about the twist about episode five when... Uh, when Rachel and Joey get together, that seemed pretty. Oh, weird. it's crazy! Yeah. Well, they were on a break. Yeah, that's true. They were yeah. on a break. They were on a break. <laughs> he said it. We're on like... a thirty-five long, thirty-five-year-long break. <laughs> it was very Seinfeld. I was going to say it was. Yeah, I can't do a Ross. Can't do a Ross without doing Seinfeld. Yeah, they're kind of. I don't know. They're they're in different universes, but there's some crossover there. It's weird. That's right. um, Zach Benigan, you're thinking of uh, Studio Sixty, which was. That was Aaron after, was yeah. Really good. That was yeah. that was at the that same was, time that Thirty Rock was on, and so a lot of people sort of confused them, even though they were nothing alike. And that was also very good. There's no such thing was, as a bad Sorkin TV show. They're all good. No, yeah, yeah. Name one that's bad. You can't. You can't do it. Yep. Newsroom was his. He's he's great. And he's got some new Apple Plus, uh, Apple TV Plus thing coming. I don't, we don't know what it is though, do we? Oh really? Yeah. No, I don't know. Let's see. Sorkin, Apple TV Plus. Let's see what this is. Uh, Sorkin. Sorkin, Sorkin, Sorkin. He made some deal, signed with Apple. Oh, everybody wants... Okay, here we go. Aaron Sorkin. Oh, I know what it is. Maybe it's a movie he's doing, and it's coming straight to that or something. Hmm. Oh, hell, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know anything. (laughs) It's something like that. 
I forget. But I like Sorkin a lot. Aaron Sorkin is a national treasure. He's very good. You know what he needs to do? He needs to call up. Um, he needs to get uh, David Fincher on the phone. Uh huh. And he needs to call up a uh, dude from Nine Inch Nails. Uh, can't think of his name. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Say, guys, guys. Oh, a, a lot okay. has happened in the ten years since we made that Facebook movie. Uh, I think I should write a new script about everything that's happened since 2010, and let's make a new Facebook movie and let's call it the Social Network Two, you know, Electric Boogaloo, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> this time it's personal. This time it's personal, and get in there, get a Jesse Eisenberg, cut his hair a little bit, get some, sure. uh, gets you know, get some business going with the the current state of Facebook. That oh would be God. amazing. Or, all, or yeah, right, and even have like. Uh, Snapchat and Instagram represented as like, uh, here's some other crap that's yeah. <laughs> going on. Pops and Recline says he needs, or no, sorry. Face yeah. swap, He's, the movie. He <laughs> says he needs to stick to <laughs> fictional stories. I disagree. I think that Social Network was a really, really amazing screenplay. There's a reason it won a bunch of awards. That thing was great. Social Network's great. Very good. It is really good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and the music was insane in it. And by the way, the best part, not the best part, but one of the best parts of the Watchmen series is Reznor's music is amazing yes. in that show. Yes, Man. there will be a cover on uh, uh, the cover of the countdown from Reznor from uh, Watchmen. I hurt myself today. <laughs> no, not that. Not that. Okay. Not that one. And that's uh, that's Johnny Cash. Well, it's Johnny Cash Covering doing a cover, channels. yeah. Yes. Okay, what if it's um, uh, what what if it's I wanna fuck you like an animal? No, what I'm saying is that it's uh, Trent Reznor covering another artist. Oh, okay. Is it um, is you want it? Me to tell you, is it Luther Vandross's "You Got You Got You Got What I Need"? <laughs> I don't know if that's a song. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass. Oh, you Teddy Pendergrass. Sorry, <laughs> I, think I might be wrong on that. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, Life on Mars. Oh, it's like a small affair. Wait a minute, he sings it because they did a they did that version in the penultimate episode of Watchmen that was like the yes. credits version. Is it like yes. that but with words? That's it. Oh, so no uh, words then? Because uh, there's no lyrics in the one they played on the show. Hold on a second. I thought that maybe they added words. Let's see. Because that would be cool to hear. I would love to hear a a, a vocal version of that. Yeah, no kidding. It was the very. It was really cool. It was so well done. It was really good. Here it is. Petty Tendergrass. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You got me there, oh, Chad. No. What? Nope. It's it's an uh, instrumental. Oh, it is. Okay, so it is the one from Watchmen, though. It's the Watchmen. It's very cool. It's good. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister, Wendy, the therapist, the professional family and individual therapist known as Wendy Ann Dunford Johnson is going to be on <laughs> the show. She is an individual therapist. That's right. And I don't know what we're talking about uh, because we were bouncing around ideas last night. And we couldn't settle on one. Oh, she just sent it. Let's see. Here's the email. Oh, it's from a Canadian. <sighs> oh. Yeah, this is going to be good. So stick around for that. That's coming up right after this break with a song from Brian. Uh, we're going to uh, a, a band from the Northeast called The Weaklings, W-E-E-K-L-I-N-G-S. Uh, they have a brand new EP or LP called Three, which comes out January 17th. This is a band that's made up of uh, guys from Sticks. Bon Jovi, Dave Mason, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Um, it is some really, really good power pop. I'm really excited about it. And the video 
uh, that they released for this song called uh, I Want You Again uh, takes place in Vegas right in front of the Plaza Whoa. Theater. All right, we're Plaza Hotel, the site of the uh, the, the uh, TMS Viva TMS Vegas. Yes, much debauchery happened there. Much, much debauchery. Anyway, the Weaklings with I Want You Again. Here it is. We'll be right back. guys time to talk about our good buddies at netgear we love netgear uh yes netgear hey how old is your wi-fi feeling these days does it buffer all the time when you're trying to stream stuff does connecting new devices to it slow it down can it handle all the gaming video calls and large files you're throwing at it 
And what happens when you try to do all that stuff at once? Oh, man. No good comes from that. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is. If your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all your devices anywhere in your home. Stream in HD, 4K, or even 8K without buffering. Eliminate lag while gaming and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi-Fi to first class. You know, like on a plane. It's very comfortable. Lay back, put your feet up. Mm. If you're ready for the West, the West, the best Wi-Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi-Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And we thank them for supporting this show. Big cookies for me, bitch. Hello, this is the morning stream. You killed my father. Prepare to die. All right, we're back, everybody. So I want to share this. This sound yeah, here. If you had to guess, what do you think that is? It sounds like a cat in severe pain. I agree. So on the tail end of it, let me skip ahead a little. You would be shocked oh, what that is. Oh, is that Van? Nope. You'd be shocked what that is. Not a human. So you're, is you're that in- a turtle having an orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I but but you I there have been lesser people who thought the same. I would have thought the same. <laughs> It's actually a frog. It's a certain kind of frog that when you when it feels threatened, uh-huh. it does that. Which <laughs> basically sounds like a German air raid or something. Oh, it's hilarious, yeah. And if you hear if you hear it at the very the very beginning, he just does this kind of like listeners. See it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like a frog, frog right for there. a second, right? That right, right. there. There and then it stops. It sounds like uh, I mean, it sounds like about four different animals in at different parts, like yeah. <laughs> different uh, stages. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't help wow. but just love it when I saw it. <laughs> so I <captured> that. <laughs> that's the turtle having an orgasm. Right yeah, there. there you go. <laughs> Darth Marcus says maybe that's what Baby Yoda would sound like. <laughs> oh, maybe he's made. Some, I think somebody needs to edit some Mandalorian uh, video with with that sound. Why not? Like when he's when he's flipping up. Crate dragon over or something. There you go. When he's fighting the mudhorn. Um, the mudhorn. I don't. Uh, what's I going to say about that though? I forgot. I don't know. Oh, she's <laughs> scared the poop out of me. Wendy's here, everybody. You picked right Hi. up. Hi, how are you? I mean, yeah, you called me. Fancy. So, Look yeah, at you. You called me. What do you want? Did, what? Why? What hey, did happening? the did, did I don't want to spoil anything if anyone's in the room with you or anything. But did the dog what? happen? Did we? Did no. We, no. I, a no one's in the room with me. Oh, okay. I'm doing this, like right. ever, that'd be weird. Yeah. Um, no. Okay, so I got lots of great advice from lots of people, and so I have spent a lot of time looking. Lots of websites people suggested. It's awesome. I fall in love with every dog. I've learned something about myself. Uh oh. I 
should not be the one picking the dog. I kept thinking I should be the one. I'm the one who will be with it most. And, you know, everyone goes off to college. It's me and my dog, right? Yeah. However, mm -hmm. I'm going to pick a one-eyed bulldog. Yeah. That's nine. <laughs> like, I am awesome. not a good decision maker. When it comes to this, I realize I'm just going to, whatever I think is the cutest and needs me the most is not a great kid dog probably maybe but but they'll <laughs> fall be, in love be. they'll fall in love with your handicapped bulldog they totally will i of course they would but i also <laughs> like i gotta step out a little so what we're gonna do because we went to the humane society just to i just wanted to talk to someone who does this all day and we w walked through and hung out with some dogs and it was just adam and i yeah. and the guy i mean it's as if adam called him beforehand and said tell her all these things <laughs> uh sort of like you know what we get a lot of dogs brought back to us mm -hmm. a couple days after christmas because pe people think it's so fun to bring home a dog on christmas day yeah. and it's not a match for the family so you've got right. to like do some a little effort i'm like fine adam dressed up as a god guy named chad yes. anyway no it's so true i mean people do that where uh, it's like oh this will be the perfect pet and then they open up the box they play with it for a little while and it's like oh this dog is not getting along with our other dog and not getting along with the cats right. or yeah um and that's my fear i don't, don't like want to ruin it <laughs> yeah no so I, here's I get the that. plan this okay. is this is the new plan we are going to wrap up a dog neutral toy so you can't like do a dog go. bed because we don't know what size it is yet but yeah. a dog neutral toy that will be the present they open and then we all go in the next few days after christmas and dog shop together i like that idea I think, absolutely yeah, that seems like the right <laughs> way to do it are you hearing the clicking uh, yeah what stuff? is that sound i'm hearing like a pop sound it sounds like wendy's phone's doing something weird. are you on your phone oh, what are you on i'm not oh I don't know. It goes away oh. sometimes. It's like you're poking something or something. I don't know. But when you oh, talk for a long period of time, touching something. And yeah, you're probably touching away. something. Quit touching anything. Yeah. Okay. Just touching hands them. up in the air. They're in the air. Like you just don't care. Yeah, like you just don't care. <laughs> Raise the roof is what we're saying. So tell um, me if it stops, then I'll know what it, it is. It has definitely stopped okay. now, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, that's amazing. What, do you, what is it? Like a little like electric uh, something you're touching? What no, is it? just like a hairband thingy. I was just flipping. Oh, well, there you go. It was making a sweet sound. Um, so uh, no, you're fine. So I think this is the right way to do it. I actually really think that's good um, because then they also get to have a hand in the decision making and that makes them more responsible. Like sure. those are all those are all that's hey, parenting tip number one, shop for dogs with your kids after, after you give them a bone. Christmas yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. if I can push it, maybe we'll We'll start in April. I'll tell you what bums me out. <laughs> that's, that's really pushing it. <laughs> that is. Yeah. What really bums me out is your story about people bringing them back after. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, it makes me so sad to hear that. I don't like that. Those well, dogs. and here's the thing. I, you know, I get a, I get a new phone or a new computer, whatever the setting is. That's yeah. it for life. Right. Like I, so I know I'm going to get a terrible dog and that's for life. I'll never take it back. So I really need to be careful right? because I will live with it, whatever it is. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be careful. And My wife this morning, I said, I said to her, because I, I hadn't told her yet. I said, Kim, did you know Wendy's thinking about getting a dog for the kids for Christmas? And I go, um, she, you know, she's been getting advice from people on the show and stuff like that. And I told her what we do and all that. And I said, what advice would you give her? She says, don't get one. I'm like, <laughs> honey. <laughs> She is such a curmudgeon about the current state of our doggery around here because it's a ticking heartbreak time bomb. <laughs> it's gonna go off in ten years. Well, that's part of it, but part of it is you know, 
Nick has a dog now, but he doesn't really take care of her. We do. Oh, Everyone else does. So there's some resentment right. there. Uh, Rainer is a spaz, and I love her, but she drives Kim crazy. So there's a little bit of like that going on. So, you know, even after all of this, you may have your, your snags, but the important thing will be the kids have a dog and that's good. That's what matters. I know. Yeah. Well, and Misha, when I talked to Misha, she's, she just always had a horror story about her dog, um, you know, needing to eat special places or pooping everywhere. And then I had a client the other day talk about how their old dog got sick and it's just diarrheing everywhere. And I'm like, wait a minute can i talk to a happy dog situation because it's just like it's real right like yeah. i get it i get it and but my window's closing I, I you don't get a kid a dog at 19 and go well there you go yeah. you get it they they need one when they're eight and I eight agree. is solid like i got a solid 10 years of him yeah. enjoying it and it's a dog and, and it's a boy and his dog and and, and that's a great it sounds like a stereotype but it's true it's you can you know it can be a really which is cool why sometime. I can't get a one-eyed bulldog who's paralyzed and will be dead in six months. Like I can't be in charge of this. The only <laughs> the only other advice I would say I would have is it's it's don't be afraid of the mutts. The mutts tend to have they're they're more regular. They have more stomach problems. Yeah. They're they they just yeah. have all the resiliences. Whereas you buy some overly bred dog or you get some overly bred dog. Not that all of them shouldn't be saved. I mean whatever. But you know sure. if you get one that's like a one-eyed bulldog, he probably still has the hip problems bulldogs have. He probably, yeah. you know, a little incontinent when you least expect it, that sort of thing. I just need a cute face that I I, I want to pick up as poop. You yeah. know what I mean? No, like this I is need... what your, those are your rules when you got married, right? You said, I just yeah. want a man I who... Just want a cute face. Cute face. poop I can pick up. Whose poop I can pick up. Yeah, that's one solid day I poop. I might be changing his diaper. You don't know. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. Carter's um, more sideways glances. Rainer, by the way? Uh, she you is a I... mix of a um, uh, Italian, yeah, minpin and an Italian greyhound, and that's oh. why. So the minpin makes her smallish. She's very greyhoundy though in the way she looks and moves. Uh, yeah. I don't know where. I, I think greyhounds are naturally sort of high energy, kind of nervous. I, I don't know actually which side she gets that from, but she is a nervous freaking dog. Plus, she was really mistreated before we got her and so um but she is you know she's my favorite thing in the world i just love her just want to cuddle with her every five minutes just want to hang out with her i want to walk her she's the best so what happens when she dies you i'm gonna be miserable it's gonna be awful what are we gonna do brian (laughs) i'm gonna you know what therapy thursday for a week we're gonna have to just do it yeah exactly just every day Every, Every day. day. I'm not going to be able to deal with it. But uh, Watch the 12 st- stages of grief right here live on TFS. <laughs> That's right. Oh, 12. Right That's now, she's still stages. she's still very young, very energetic. I'm not too worried, but, you know. I guess yeah. it's a 12-step program. How many stages of grief are there? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's make it 12. Let's make it happen. Let's, just, we'll do 12 for Scott because yeah. it will just cycle. There'll yeah. be a lot of cycling. i got two denials oh, in there probably. Ring. Yeah. Denial it twice. Uh, I don't know what else I'd double up on. A lot of anger. No, a lot of bargaining. Of yep. All of that stuff. Um, well, all right. We're going to get right to it today. Uh, Wendy is, of course, a uh, therapy lady, uh, otherwise known as the therapist. She helps people with real problems all the time, sits down with them, helps them through their issues, and she donates a little time every week, comes on here on Thursdays, and we do a little Therapy Thursday. Today, it's an email from a Canadian in Calgary, oh, Alberta. Yeah, we love the Canadians. It says here, for some background. Oh, they have a question for TM or sorry for Therapy Thursdays. For some background, I grew up in a conservative Christian home with my brother, sorry, my mother, being a pastor for a while. 
Uh, my parents, uh, I also feel, are pretty reasonable people and not super judgmental of other people's ways of life when it comes to gays or following other religions. I, that's something about that sentence is cracking me up. But anyway, I grew up in the church and was there a lot, as well as going to a Christian school. Around when I turned 18, I was already not going to church every week. I met my girlfriend, now wife, who came from a non-religious family around then as well. I came to realize through her and her family's perspective that Christianity wasn't for me. My parents love her and support uh, are supportive of us. My only concern is when we have children is that my mother will either push for them to go to church and other events. Um, oh, that's weird. There's no, it says either, but then there's no either. Anyway, it says, then my wife and I would personally like to raise them from a neutral worldview. And if they decide they eventually want to be in some sort of religion, it is for them uh, to decide. Uh, I just want them to know maybe the best way to approach my parents, mostly mom, about not raising them in the church. I have a really good relationship with my mom and she's very loving, giving and a caring person. Thanks for reading all of this. Anonymous in Calgary. Uh, so not that unusual of a story, right? Uh, no, and I picked it because I wanted to keep with our theme of family sure. uh, conflict at Christmas. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> best time of year for that. It's a magical time it of is. year. Yeah, it really is. So where do you go? Time. Where do you start with this uh, sort of thing? Um, well, they don't have children yet. Yeah, and so it's like a future worry, which I get. Right, like you were mm-hmm. raised by this person and, and and here's where the interesting contradiction is, and I think this is true of all of us, right, is so she's really cool. I really love her. We have a good relationship. She's very caring, very loving, but I'm worried about this future event that will trigger uh, potentially this thing because of this other thing, right? right. It's, it's anxiety in its like, uh, like common form, I would say, like anxiety in not in its, oh no, I'm going to die extreme version of that or terrible things are going to happen. It's just kind of your basic one, which is I have a future concern about a thing that hasn't happened. And I can't predict what my mom will be like then, though I know how she is now and how we will be blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's like prepping a little bit. Like, how do I, how do I deal with this thing that feels like it might be inevitable? Chat room calls um, it low grade anxiety. Is that, is that yeah, fit? There we go. Okay. Low grades. Great. Yeah. Low grades. Great. A, a great example. Um, and it's, pops up here or there. Maybe mom says a thing and talks about someone else, how they're raising their kids or, you know, whatever. So here's the thing about this Canadian uh, situation is that really common. And then what happens when you actually have children, you know, we get to see really what will happen. And you might, you either might be surprised or you might think, okay, see, I knew, I knew this is where this was headed. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just like preemptively planning to be annoyed <laughs> or preemptively planning this, whatever. So he doesn't say anything here where she's controlling or she is, you know, any of those things. So it's interesting. He has these concerns, but he's not giving us any any data on how she might be awful right. <laughs> in the end. Right. Right. OK, but go down to the core of what it, it what it really is. Let's say um, they do have some kids and. Mom's always like, I'm taking them to church. I'm going to take them to this thing. We're going to do the duh, duh, duh. Let's say that's already happening. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kind of think of it in stages, like the pre-happening, the actual we have children and it's happening. And then, you know, what do we do? Um, so 
Any guesses, guys, what I might say to this? Oh, man. I just had a, I just had a moment of like, I think I've said this a thousand times. Have I not? may have. I mean, I think I'd, <laughs> I'd um, I mean, I can tell you what I do. And I think it's just based on having listened to you for so many years. Yeah. But um, there's nothing wrong with exposing them to to religion just so you know they get a uh um an experience an un an untainted well i don't think there's any way to do it untainted right because you're either going to have the mom's experience which is oh religion is the thing it has to you know we have to do this or the parents which are like no no religion um uh but i think you still want to expose them so that they're you know they're aware of and they can make their own decision about if that's something that they want to do we let tristan go with his friends to uh church neither tina and i nor I are religious, but Tristan had friends who were, he went to church. He says, yeah, it was not for me. And, uh, and that's fine. But at least it wasn't like a, no, you'll never go to church. We forbid it. We put our foot down. Never going to happen. To to me, it's almost like you're, it's just the reverse of saying you not, not under my house. Will you get a tattoo or a pierced nose or whatever the thing is you want to do? And then you demonize it. And then the kid gets curious and finds another way to get it it's kind of not that different. (laughs) Like it may, it may seem different because it's generally societally not thought of as a vice to go explore religion. Mm -hmm. But if you still demonize it, you kind of still cause your kid to want to, well, if my parents aren't going to be my, my guide, then I'm going to go find a guide somewhere else. Do you really want them to have someone else as their guide? Like, why don't you be their guide? Mm -hmm. And by, by guide, I don't mean you have to be, well, now is our stage of life or, (laughs) <laughs> we are the religious right. ones like no just right. like be honest with your kid talk about it if they mm-hmm. want to go with their friends let them go if they want to go with yeah. the mom and he may really enjoy himself or he may be bored or he may that changes when they're teenagers like that's that's what i would think you would say is not not to worry too much about it because what he's described to me is a mother who doesn't seem like the you know the stereotype of of uh, really putting the hammer down yeah. She sounds understanding and welcoming and open and and willing to to you know let people like it's a little more gospel of blame not to keep bringing that up but just sort of you know people are let people live the way they want to live and you you live the best life you can and what else are you gonna do mm-hmm. and if she's already yeah. like that then I don't know I'm not actually sure why he's too worried. Well, I it makes me want to be a Canadian because he says my only concern is this future one <laughs> I'm like that's pretty good yeah. to have your only concern be a made-up one in your head yeah. because here's the thing that he maybe is uh, and, and this is true of most of our low-grade worries about a future event is we are we're terrible predictors of that state we will be in at that moment right so we we will minimize the resources accessible to us because we have we're not good at predicting them, but I'll predict one for him. He's got a great relationship with his mom. Sounds like he has a good marriage. The kids will come in and the joy will be amazing and challenging and all those good things. And then you have a conversation with your mom about religion and raising your kids and how you'd like it to go. Mm-hmm. And she'll go, yeah, cause I'm loving and caring and reasonable. And we'll just, you know, but also I respect that you believe. And so how do we navigate this together? And then you'll just do it and you'll feel great. But in this moment, and it might be, and let's get Freudian for five seconds, is that maybe the concern is like me and this dang dog. (laughs) Let's get Freudian and make it about me. How about that? Okay. Um, This idea of like, what are you actually, 
more nervous about you're nervous about how your mom's going to handle the religion thing or is there just a oh my gosh i'm nervous to have kids mm-hmm. and here's one thing that feels out of potentially out of my control that i right. can my brain can go to as oh yeah whereas i'm like i want a one-eyed bulldog and really what i'm worried about is it's negative 20 and i gotta walk a damn dog every right day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the fact that it's a one-eyed bulldog it's like oh my god dog yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's suddenly to me, it's another child. And I know what that means. I know yeah. what potty training yeah. is. And I know I don't want a, a child to die and I'm going to adopt one. Like, what am I doing? So sure. my real fear, you know, I can project it on Chad at the Humane Society and miss the whole point. And, and I think there's a bit maybe of that going here or not. It might not. You might be like, let's have babies tomorrow. It's great. It's fine. But it's possible there is a little like, ooh. Well, I'm, I'm look as somebody as somebody who experienced a lot of low grade, mid grade, and high grade anxiety when when my first baby was coming, who is now 25 and has one of her own. But I was terrified, and there here's one of the thoughts. I don't know if I've ever shared this with anybody. Here's one of the thoughts I had that day. Uh, my biggest fear wasn't something practical like I'm gonna drop her when I hold her, or you know the car seat <laughs> won't work. Like those are those seem like normal low grade. Uh, anxieties for people to have because yeah. they're actual practical things you can do to ensure those things don't happen. So you think about them. I was saying, what if she grows up to be a terrible person? <laughs> I really said that to my wife. She looked at me like I was insane, but I really was thinking like when she's an adult, what if she's awful? What if we blow it so bad as parents that she's just a terrible human being when she's older and just treats people poorly and just as bad. Like what, what if that happens? What a dumb thing to do. Why am I thinking about that? Like there's Z, A, there's nothing I can do about it for, you know, 18 years until you even get to a point where they're technically legally an adult. But like, I, I'm just going to say, oh, there's 20 years I just won't think about. And, and I'm and my big worry is just leaping ahead to where she's a terrible person. Like that was the weirdest anxiety. And I totally well, that had is, it. That explains it perfectly because it's something that's out of your control. And guess what? The car seat and is in your control, at least in at least in time and space, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. But this future version of something I can't control, um, I mean, that's where that is the definition of anxiety. Right. Anxiety isn't logical in any way, but it's close enough that it's super real, right? So then when you get to that moment and she's a terrible person, well, you'll do some things to help her not be so terrible. Or she'll never get terrible because if you're this conscientious conscientious of that character challenge down the road, you're probably going to raise her in a way that she's not going to be a terrible person. Yeah. No, um, and I quit worrying about it by the time, honestly, most of those worries went away the second she was born. That was another weird thing mm-hmm. is that I thought this was going to be, okay, all these fears and fears and fears. And it was really literally overtaking me mentally and physically. And then boop, head popped out and all of it went away. And I didn't really worry about that anymore. The things I started worrying about were more practical. Like, Oh, am I going to pay for this? Even, even, yeah. Or even if you jump ahead and say she's 16 and this is on her first date, those are practical worries. Like what time is she going to be home? All right. You have my number, right? Okay. You call me if, if there's any problems or if, you know, you know, whatever. Like I, I had some say or some control in, in a more practical way. And those became the worries and those are normal. We're not worries, but normal things that you would think about. And I stopped worrying about is future Taylor going to be a tyrant Hitler type? Like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> like, that was such a weird right. thing to think about your unborn baby. But right, it's because you have a 
very large imagination. And and the more imagination tend to make uh, anxiety at least more creative and elaborate. And <laughs> oh, tell me about it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's like a curse and a and a gift. But but so so take go back to this guy for a second. You know this this idea that there's people out in the world, including your sweet mother, who can hijack the direction of your child's life is a fear of parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like your kid's gonna smoke the ganja and turn into a <laughs> whatever, <laughs> or they're gonna, you know, like they're gonna join a cult. I mean, there's so many things we can think about that are just that out of control thing. This is why parenting is challenging. It's this human comes into your life and you're in charge of it and you're gonna screw a lot of things up and it i mean it's daunting i feel yeah. like we need to mm -hmm. have an island where parents can go take a break anyway i have lots of ideas of how to make parenting easier but they're not feasible at all but this it's really it's tough and that's why one thing is so frustrating to me and the, the older i get the more angry it makes me is how people treat other parents mm. um you know it's like I know I've said this before, America's national pastime to judge each other's parenting, but it, it's, it's so damaging. And it's the, the way it spreads is really problematic, right? Because if, um, you know, everyone is looking at you like you're the worst because your kid's costume isn't homemade or something, right? Then suddenly we have all the wrong motives, right? Or if there's a kid crying in a store at an age appropriate time, because when you're two, you shouldn't be in the store and be happy. That's a thing. And so we can just, I don't know, we can be pretty awful to each other. And I think this adds to this, I don't know, this whole fear we all have of we're going to do everything wrong. I mean, parents in the 70s, they didn't have to worry about it. No one cared. No one was noticing how they were parenting. Mm. Yeah. Well, you didn't have the scrutiny. You didn't have, you know technology that connected everybody constantly and everybody being in constant touch with each other. And, you know, I basically can GPS my kids these days if I need to, um, to find out right where they are. If I need to mm -hmm. pinpoint them within a blocks radius, right. I feel like a freaking spy or something. Right. But take that for a second. You wonder why we all are so anxious. Like yeah. the fact that you can know immediately, like our brother who has 30 five-year-old children was watching his door cam to see if his kid came home yes by the way that's what? 30 children that are 35 not 35 year old children oh sorry 30 <laughs> yeah can you imagine that's that a lot of five-year-olds yeah that's a lot of five-year-olds that's herding cats yep anyway. but i you know i know that's not how he raised them because right. it didn't exist but it's it's because it feeds on this part of us that are afraid of things we can't control and if they're too big and too out there um, it can really be paralyzing, but it also can affect what we do, right? So, so here's this guy. He's saying, you know, I'm concerned about this future thing. You know, just a basic one-step homework idea. By the way, I did my homework. Uh, one-step homework idea is to call his mom today and just say, hey, you're the best mom. I love you. You're fantastic. I can't wait to see you as a grandma. Yeah. Speaking of, can we have a chat about how we might handle religion? And I get it. That's a big that's a big conversation. But start it. Start it now and see if she says the right things and you feel better about it if you're still if your brain goes, "Okay, now I'm going to worry about this other thing." You know, mm -hmm. that maybe we're just having a generalized 
anxiety issue around having kids or something versus, right. wow, I'm really, really focused on my, this religious thing and I'm worried about my mom. But, right. you know, talk to her now. Because if you talk now and let's say you got your wife pregnant tonight, you got five years before this matters. Yeah. Right? But you mm -hmm. can have, that was really weird to say. That. <laughs> <laughs> but that idea of like, you, you know, make it closer to you. Do something that is within your realm of time and space and control that alleviates this feeling. And that requires a little effort. Most of us just like to push it aside and go do something else and uh, forget about it. And then it gets, it rears its head. And, and then suddenly, you know, then anyone's experienced this, you're overwhelmed with all of the emotional stuff you've never taken care of. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but that idea of like, we just don't take care of our fears. We don't take care of things we actually do have power over. Um, we tend to sort of shove it aside and then it grows and it's a bigger thing than it needs to be. Mm. So that would be my recommendation. Um, Canada is to go just call your mom now. Yeah. It's a little bit of bandaid ripping. <laughs> so talk about it. It's a little bit of rip the bandaid off, but it also it's not like you're having to deal with a mountain of opposition from her already. She sounds like she's already, She's already in a place where she'd be open to this conversation to me. Right. From his brief like description. Already, you know? Yeah. Already she's like, she loves your wife. You guys aren't Christian. She's fine. Yeah. And you know so, what? This is my favorite kind of religious person. Somebody who right. is, is accepting. Yeah. And spends no, yeah. stop spending time judging other people verbally or otherwise about what they're doing or what they're not doing. And they just right. kind of focus inward and do what they do. And that's, that's great, man. Like more of that, please. Could we have more of that actually from like yeah, mainstream just, evangelical side of things? Could we just, could you guys knock it off? Mother. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but I wish mm -hmm. it would. That'd be nice. Right. Right. And so some of it might be even to him just sort of analyzing his own experience and childhood feelings about certain things. It may just be that there's some unleft, unresolved stuff left over that could, you know, you just clear that out a little bit. And maybe it's not to do, you don't do that with your mother, but you just have some of those conversations with your, your spouse or friends and you're just sort of dealing with anything that might be left over there because your perception, your experience isn't, you know, it matters and it, and it absolutely plays a role in how we see certain things, right? What we've right. been through and how people have treated us in the past. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I think he's got a good chance here. I would, mm -hmm. I would do exactly mm -hmm. what Wendy says, you know, the advice might be different if you had to approach it more gently and, walk on eggshells right. or something were, yeah, exactly if there were more feelings involved but i'd say don't worry about it until you need to worry about it yeah you'll have an easier time talking to your mom about this religion thing than i will have talking to my mom about what roles i forgot to bring to the christmas party so <laughs> like for real like you're you really are in a, it sounds like you're in a better better position for all of this and you already have the support so now it's just a matter of verbalize it get it out there also you know talking about stuff which i guess is Wendy's whole thing, but you know, talking about this stuff openly with people just breaks down so many barriers, mm -hmm. both real and perceived, uh, imagined, you know, that you can just, you just get a lot further down the road. So take True. it. And I, I also think there's, you know, I was kind of prepared to go a different direction with this actually, but as I reread the email, I was like, oh yeah, he's got all sorts of things already in place that are amazing. So let's just imagine mom's less amenable. Mm. Um, the one thing I would say about that is to, in the conversation you have with your loved one who's less amenable, is you try to sort of hone in 
on what it is they actually really need or yeah. want. What is what is happening for them? Because it's so it's clear to us what's happening for us. Yeah. We're offended. We're hurt. We're, we're you put me in a box. You're trying to tell me what to do. You know, whatever. So so yeah, be clear what's happening to you, and then I, you know, a little curious about what's happening to them because you know you go in saying, "Here's how I want you to." grandparent my child because I am, I don't want to even hear what you have to say means everyone's just defensive and angry. Right. But yeah. finding out like, Hey, Hey mom, when we have kids and that might be a sort of semi-neutral way to start the conversation. When, when we have kids, how do you think you're going to handle sugar? And you start with that, yeah. you know, are you going to spoil it? My kids already know it will be nothing but me pouring um, pixie stick dust down their kids. Of throat. course. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you're gonna, you need exactly. you need a good balance. You got to counter the balance of whatever dental work they're having done and cleanings and pre Agreed. prevention. Agreed. Yeah. And exactly. so that's gonna happen. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so maybe you start with the like, how would, how are you gonna deal with that? And also like, hey, we've been talking about religion. It's it's tricky, and you know, and we appreciate your support and all of that. And we're just wondering how do we do the grandkid thing with that? What is it matter to you? And you get a sense um, that there are definitely grandmothers out there that make everything about them and their requirements and you follow my whatever. And then there's grandparents who are like that supportive. I'm so proud of you for parenting your kids and, uh, you know, let me help or I'll get out of your way. And so who is it? Who is your mom? Figure mm -hmm. it out. You know? yeah. It sounds like she's the cool one, but. Yeah, she seems know. like a rad mom. She seems like she's a rare breed. You want to you want to have. Breed doesn't sound nice, but you know what I mean. <laughs> breeding like, mothers. Breeding mothers. <laughs> Never uh, get a full bred mother. No, no, no. no. Hip problems. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got hip problems and they pee everywhere. They pee everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, good stuff. We uh, look forward to more of this sort of stuff in the future. Here's the big question, though. I know you're working on uh, a cool project. How much of that do you want to announce today? Do you have like. Uh, yes. Okay. I will. I'm not going to announce the whole thing, but I'm going to tease it a little because I am, we're not exactly sure how to do it, but I need frog pants people to help me. Okay, um, okay so a good friend of mine here is uh, a nutritionist, and she's also an athlete and health person. And uh, so she's been working, she, she works a lot with folks who have eating disorders of all sorts, um, but kind of her main group at this point are binge eating and overeating kinds mm -hmm. of eating disorders. And so we've been talking about um, just how frustrating the entire diet culture is and just the, the world of uh, all of it, you know, um, and just sort of what do people really need? And people just need to f learn how to feel good in their bodies and not try to change their bodies, not hate their bodies, stop all this, that stuff. And so we were talking about her role, my role, what would that look like to help someone? So we're working, we're going to start working with some clients here. Um, some things. Anyway, but we had this thought. Okay. What if we solicit a volunteer of sorts? Maybe we, we do it a drawing or some kind of winner. I don't know. We figure it out. But we take one person um, who is not happy with their how they're feeling. And we do a couple of things. So she would do all the nutrition counseling, which is quite extensive, actually. Um yeah, and nutritionists her, her philosophy are, is that crazy how deep it, it is. But her philosophy is so great. It is, you know, it, it's the right one. No food is bad. It's not low carb. It's not all the gimmicks. It's not the stuff that actually makes everyone fatter, you know. Um, 
And, but really the focus is feeling good. And then I do therapy as part of that. And then we have, we have a doctor and we have a physical therapist and we have a personal trainer. We have lots of people who are sort of going to work on the team anyway. So we're trying to think of how do we get, we, we need someone to be our guinea pig and it would require some blood being drawn. So if you have a fear of needles, don't sign up for this. Um, how do anyway, they do, just, how do they do all this remotely? If they, if, let's say you found somebody yeah. in uh, Wyoming, how would you deal with that? So someone in Wyoming would, they would Skype all their stuff with, with, each of the providers for whatever they're doing. And then they would just need to go to their doctor's office and ask for a certain blood um, test to be done. Mm -hmm. And you can do that. You can always go anywhere, ask a lab to do it. Um, so that's probably the only cost that would be a part of it. But anyway, we, we're trying to figure it out. And so maybe be thinking, and, and here's the cool part. We're not starting in January 1st because that's when everyone starts to try to. Right. Uh, whatever. And then everyone's quit by like February 2nd. <laughs> so we wouldn't start till February. Yeah. Um, and then we will uh, go from there. But um, anyway, so I'll have more information and make it a lot more clear what we're going to do. But if anyone's listening, that's like, I would like to do this. Yes. That's cool. That's um, a really cool idea. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. And, and, and it's like four weeks. It's like make some new habits, feel good. And like the, the whole point, so you will not be allowed to get on a scale. You will not measure anything. It's just very much like, let's, let's make sure you have enough vitamin D. Let's make sure you're, you know, eating well and you're feeling good. And, you know, and then I take care of all your childhood trauma. So you stop eating your feelings, you know? So there's like the, it's a nice balance anyway. Yeah. So I think it will be cool. Um, and if you're local to Minnesota, even better. We can like draw your blood here. Um, anyway, so if so, if you are interested in this, don't do anything quite yet. I will let you know and figure out a way. But if oh, I was just putting some of my blood in an envelope. In <laughs> oh, Christ! Yeah, that sounds a, really good. Yeah, to not do. Yeah, um, I'm I'm 100 sure. I'm going to get a bunch of emails about this, so I'll keep yeah. those in a, somewhere, and we'll yeah, also, it, you know. Actually, just... if you would, if anyone sends messages to me or Scott, we'll just kind of keep them piled and, and let you know, but I'll, I'll announce it again, and we'll figure out how to do it. Um, and and one thing I really need you to be, I need you to be a, a good feedback giver, because we really want to know kind of what works and what doesn't work, what you like and don't like, and you have to be brave enough to say, Wendy, your therapy was absolute garbage, did not help me. Right. And so, uh, so I need whoever you are, you got to be and communicative. So yeah. full disclosure type responses. Yeah. And, yeah. Which yeah, is I mean, don't be mean. I don't want a meanie, but <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> don't make I'm up stuff you. just so you can provide feedback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Provide yeah. decent feedback. Yeah. yeah. Wendy, episode 348 was so bad. I'm like, oh, <laughs> not what we're here for. Yeah. Anyway, so that would be good. All right. That's awesome. Uh, TherapyThursdays.com has a contact link. You can also send uh, stuff to. Uh, Wendy at therapythursdays.com, uh, an email address, or you can send me emails here at themorningstream at gmail.com. One way or the other, we'll uh, hang on to you as Wendy has more information. Uh, but it sounds really cool. I think that yeah. there's got to be somebody who wants to do this. So, Yeah, uh, it's going to be fun. Um, and then real quick, I did my homework. I never have done homework. Oh, from yeah. oh no, I didn't do yes. my homework. Do I get a failing grade because I forgot to watch that thing? I totally you haven't seen it. it? No, I spaced it. I was supposed to watch it the same as you this last week, and I didn't. Okay, well, then we can't even discuss it. Okay, this so... Is, 
here's what we do. I, 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 this is my bad. I totally admit it. I screwed up. I had time to watch Get Out for some reason, but I didn't watch this thing. So it's my <laughs> fault. So I'm going to... We can talk about Get Out. That's an amazing movie. I know. It's really good. I loved it. Um, it took me forever to see it. It's mostly because Dylan's been bugging me to see it. But anyway, uh, I, I will watch it. And what we'll do, since we're not going to have Therapy Thursday until the new year, I have, that gives me plenty of time to squeeze this in. So I'm going to watch it. Just hold on to your thoughts and your ideas about that. And we'll, and we'll, we'll resurface this. I just completely forgot about it. In the meantime, I'll make a list of the things that I like about Scott. And uh, we'll, we'll read our list together. That's so nice. Okay. I like that, Brian. Great idea. Great idea. All right. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, have a great and wonderful week. Have a great Christmas. I hope this uh, dog bone thing works and everything's great because it will be. I will. I promise I'll send every, everyone can see it. Oh, totally want to see the picture whenever you end up with. Yeah. That is, hopefully has both eyes. I don't know. We'll see. And all. Nothing wrong with the one-eyed dog. I know there's not, but I I just can't be in charge. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be fun. I get it. Right? Yeah, it'll be fun. It's the fun you want to focus on and uh, the goofs are no big. It's like your own kids. You think, oh, they're going to poo and barf. But once you have them, you love them so much it doesn't matter. They pooped once. Oh, it's okay. That's how I feel about the dogs. If they poop once mm-hmm. on the floor, it's fine. You'll train them. They'll be good. This one-eyed exactly. dog's probably already potty trained for all he's, you know. He's dealt with all of his pooping issues. We got it. We, um, uh, <laughs> I should have brought this up earlier, but we adopted a 10-year-old cat that was all scruffy and had patches of hair missing because we knew nobody else would adopt him. And as soon as we went to the, the place to uh, get him, he crawled into my lap and went to sleep. It's like, all right, he's ours. Oh, see, I need that the best, so bad. We gave him the best last few years of his life. He was the most loving, sweetest cat. Like, oh. like as soon as he saw your lap was available, he hopped up there and went to sleep. See, that's amazing. Right. You're going to find I something know. like that. One-eyed, and then you get to name him. That's a fun process. And the kids well, get you to... don't name an old dog. You can't Yeah, no, they've already got a name. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I would, okay, you're 10 years old and you're like, okay, your name is not Scott anymore. It's Jimmy. I mean, no, that's me. Carter almost had changed her name. She almost became Daisy for a while. Do you remember that? She's sitting over Whoa. here. Yeah, she was for a hot minute. She wanted to be called Daisy. And so we all complied. And then she changed her mind like a week later. So I changed mine to Jessica for a whole school year in second grade. Really? You did? When we were at the uh, Dumb Friends League uh, getting Anara. There was another cat there named Laser Pew Pew. And Aww. I wanted to get that cat just because his name was Laser Pew Pew. Totally. <laughs> I saw a serious name. black dog that looked just like the dog in the movie. And I was like, I'm getting that. And then I'm like, no, you can't make decisions based on the dog's other name. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Right. All right. Well, best right. of luck. Hey, and, uh, ca- yeah. Canadian, get your mom to pray for so I don't make a mistake. Yes. <laughs> get some <laughs> Canadian prayers showering down here. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. All right. When you have a good one, we'll talk to you soon. You and Merry too. Christmas. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. I'm very good. Be talking to her soon enough. I think she's cool. calling in. We're going to do a big Skype thing on Christmas Day or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. We used to do that when they were in Sweden. It was a little more special because they were out of the country. But now right. that they're just this in. Is, this is just family thing. This isn't like your live streaming uh, family therapy. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Group. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is, it's to, uh, I'll, tell, I'll go ahead publicly. I'll say it's just to say hi and hope you guys are having a good Christmas. But privately, we're in a 12 step program. We're trying to. <laughs> Work our stuff out. Sure, exactly. Uh, now is the time for the airing of the grievances. <laughs> uh, so check this out. Uh, we have a year-end mashup. We're not playing it yet because I want to save it till right toward the end of the year. Cool. Um, but I just wanted to thank Jamie in advance. I haven't heard it. I don't know what it's about, but it's really the whole year summed up in like four minutes. 
and I'm super excited to hear what that sounds like. So we're going to find out soon enough. Also, here's the word of the day. Hold on. It's not playing. That's fantastic. All right, let me try that again. Pseudo-pseudo-hypoparathyroidism. There you go. Pseudo-pseudo-hyperparathyroidism. Wow. Yeah, which seems like it's not it's pseudo It's so good at it gets two pseudos. Wouldn't it be pseudo... That means it's that's real. How you, that's how you access root level of pseudo-hyperthyroid. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Thanks. All right. Well, it's easier to say. Haggard. Haggard is easier. All right. Haggard. We're going to uh, take our leave. Big uh, <laughs> before we do, a quick email from Bernie Walter wrote in. says, on Thursday, this is last week, uh, you were discussing division at the dinner table for the holidays. I like Scott's because that's what I do well. I have borderline racist brother-in-law that always getting or always gets going after a few beers. At that point, I say, "quote Gotta check on the kids," unquote, and leave the room. <laughs> I think it. that's the best way to handle that situation is to find a way yep. to keep your emotions in check. The worst case scenario of this is my life, where the relatives that refused to come to my wedding because of my wife, who used to be Catholic, was getting married in a Lutheran church. Boy, those Catholics and Lutherans, man. Yeah, like cats and dogs. Yep. Uh, I thought that was pretty, sorry, I thought that was very petty and spoke volumes about the relatives. They couldn't set their beliefs aside for one afternoon and be happy for the niece. It's always challenging when it's family. Love the show, Bernie. Yeah, we. I am totally with Bernie on this. If you can, just get up and walk away for it. And it does, it says a lot when you do it, you know. You don't have to say it. If you go, all right, now I got to go in the other room. That says everything to the person who's yeah. being horrible. Yeah, it does. Without having to say it, anything about it. And, and if it and they doesn't, know. well, they're ignorant. Then they're, <laughs> they're even then more ignorant than you thought. Then they're yeah. really stupid if they don't get it. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So exactly. I'm with you there, Bernie. Uh, if you'd like to send your own contact or, uh, excuse me, uh, feedback to the show, you can do so at uh, themorningstream at gmail.com. For all else, go to frogpants.com slash TMS. And if you're in the giving mood and you want to support your favorite morning show podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash TMS. That's patreon.com slash TMS. All right, we should play a song to leave today. What do you have today? That's right. Now is the time for your generosity to Patreon. That's right. Uh, hey, we got a uh, birthday to celebrate. He says, uh, hello, Frog Ponce, Frog Ponce blokes. Wow. I'm reading it as he wrote it. December 19th, a day long remembered. Is that which would change my life way before I'd ever, I'd ever could foresee I'm reading it verbatim. On that day in the year of our Sith Lord, 1900 and blah, diddy, blah, 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 the Mrs., a.k.a. Amber, a.k.a. Darth Ambrosius, a.k.a. Miss Darth Marcus, jumped out of a womb and declared she is here. Let the world be conquered. Let the galaxy bow down. Wow. Later in life, little did she or I know that the kid would also choose to jump out a womb on December 18th and declare this world and the galaxy conquered. December is a dark, dark month within our household as it is the month two Sithiest of Siths came into the galaxy. What's that rule? Always there are no more. Always two there are. No more, no less. Yeah. Anyway, as in, uh, in as short as I can put it, many happy returns, Siths. Uh, thank you for making my life a dark, dark, dark one. The force is strong in my family. <laughs> Signed, uh, Darth Marcus. Well, big happy birthday to Amber. Um, also, he just cut his hair and it freaked me out. Oh, really? Because you know how long and glorious that dude's hair is. Yeah. Beautiful, just oh, there flowing. Oh, photos of this on, uh, probably on Twitter, right? Yeah, tw Instagram or something. I can't remember what I saw it. But man, that threw me, dude. I was like, whoa. Holy cow. I mean, you got to do it once in a while. I get it. But that was some haircut. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Wow. 
Continue. All right. So um, he suggested any covers of the Rolling Stones, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, 19th Nervous Breakdown, Mother's Little Helper, or anything that the Rolling Stones covered that I consider say dash tan dash ick or six six six. We're going with the first choice here because uh, there's a fantastic Slovenian band, industrial band known as Leibach. And I'm sure you've heard of Leibach. Um, they are great and weird and heavy and awesome. Uh, they did an entire cover album of the Beatles, let it be in, uh, Eastern European industrial. And it's the most gorgeous thing. Apparently last year, and I didn't know this until I went looking for today's song, they did a cover of the sound of music soundtrack last year. And, uh, I listened the first half of it this morning and I'm already in love with it. Wow. It's great. They put out an EP in 1988. There was nothing but seven different renditions of Sympathy for the Devil. We're going to play the the regular version, but it is seven and a half minutes long, almost eight minutes long. Uh, that said, it is spectacular and a thing to behold. Here is Leibach and Sympathy for the Devil. See you guys tomorrow for TMSPM, 3.30 Mountain Time. Be there. To introduce myself, I'm a man of words and taste. I've been around for long, long years, stolen many a man's soul and faith. around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and faith <laughs> and I made damn sure that Pilate washed his hands and sealed his fate
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Go on.